0: Chaisara Agor is a musician and performer who comments on the notion of the human spirit and vulnerability within her work. She has earned herself a residency at the Roundhouse in London, as well as support from the BBC and Radio Nacional España. Chaisara has performed in venues such as the Southwark Playhouse, the Southbank Centre amongst others, and supported the Grammy-winning folk singer-songwriter, Aeneas Mitchell, at In The Round. I first heard of Chaisara's music at a grassroots artist's event where she performed the song that she created called Anything. I don't know whether it's the lyrics, or the rhythm, or Chaisara's soulful voice, or the combination of all three, but there is something about the alchemy of this song that sets me a little bit freer every time I listen to it, and this is what has led me to wanting to dive deeper into the mind of Chaisara Agor.
1: Oh melody pure symphony that we used to dream about Maybe I'll find maybe I'll find you out there in the selflessness. Maybe you'll cry, maybe I'll cry too cause everything I was is
0: learning. Recorded? Yeah. <laughs> cool, okay. So I thought that I would just give a bit of context to how I sort of see these conversations to kind of like set the tone, I guess, for what we'll be talking about. I imagine that this will be the kind of podcast that people plug their headphones into and go for a walk and listen to or they're feeling slightly like creatively blocked or want something to just get in tune with themselves to start their Mm. week. I don't know about you, but when I listen to, I don't know, even like just any artist that really resonates with me, it kind of like reminds me of who I am and what I'm doing and my purpose. And I get kind of get that strength to do what I want to do. And so I'm hoping that these conversations will Act as an extension of that for people so that they can listen to our conversation and just hear artists talking about what we love and what makes us do what we do. And I would love to hear what your definition of an artist is. Oh, wow. I
2: think an artist is someone who refuses to perhaps let something define them in one way or keep them on. A specific path or route it's someone who kind of goes okay I want a choice and I kind of want to make my own decisions that may or may not match with anything kind of traditional or kind of like the the conveyor belt of what how life should be it's kind of saying actually I'm going to jump off here and try this smell the flowers for a bit and see what happens you know Um, It's just quite a scary thing for a lot of people, I think.
0: What is important to you? What are the values or um, patterns that we can see through your work?
2: I think one of the most important things is, for me, is urging people to uh, stay open and stay curious and reflective Oh, I guess that's kind of links back to the artist thing, right? Because I, I know art used to be kind of the privilege of like the upper classes or people who didn't have to work, right? So they'd have time to sit around and like think about things and kind of like I'm going to paint this because I can. And you know, in the modern world, your know, time is constantly being taken away from us with with work or any other distractions that are made to kind of keep us buying and watching. And and I guess within that. I, is this urge that I feel for people to, to to think I guess and to reflect on certain things or ask questions of things um, and also to connect with the uh, stories and um, and I guess legacies of the past and, and present and all that kind of stuff. I mean a lot of it is also trying to give a voice to stories that wouldn't necessarily be told um and to highlight certain issues or but i think it all kind of leads back to this idea of connection um and community which right now you know we can we, this can be listened to by people all over the world right and that's amazing um but there is i just think there's a power and awareness that maybe goes beyond uh, a kind of cold technological type thing um
0: and i guess i'm trying to access something about that in some way do you remember the moment or the event or the time when you realized that connection and openness was something that was important to you to talk about as an artist
2: i'm not sure where where it came from i think i think probably my childhood and my in my school and kind of growing up there were moments where it wasn't about the individual like I was in I would play I learned to play the flute We're very lucky to have quite a nice music department in our school which I'm not sure is still there now but you know we got to play the flute and then that meant I could be in a samba band it meant I could be in choir you know but it was all these it was all these groups of people from all different backgrounds playing music or it was or it was kind of collective or I was in the local theatre. And again, it was like a group of people making something wonderful. And maybe that kind of, you know, when you're in that, when no one tells you you're in competition with anyone and kind of no one says, you know, you need to be the best because then blah, blah, blah. It, it I guess that kind of makes you see the world a bit differently. Uh, it changed a bit going through to college because it then it did become like you need to get this grade so that you can be in this uni and then no one will throw your CV in the bin. Apparently they do that. I didn't know. Um, but um, yeah, I think maybe that's kind of the where the energy came from.
0: How do you stay connected to yourself or your practice?
2: I, I sometimes have to go back to the root of why I'm doing it. There's power there. Uh, which I realised, because there has to be a reason. Um, And I don't even know whether I can fully put it into words uh, what it is. But no, I, I, I have to go back to that source. And that source doesn't rely on what other people necessarily think or how they perceive anything. It's more of what's within me to kind of keep me wanting to express something or say something. When I'm feeling really like, oh no, (laughs) what am I doing? I kind of have to go back to that Um, and everything else kind of settles down.
0: I feel that it says so much and that we can try and understand a lot about you as an artist through understanding why you created your song, Anything, with the lyrics, do you believe, do you believe that anything (laughs) and everything can happen? is that your philosophy? I always go back to this thing of being like,
2: you know, I like to show people about possibility um and encourage people to believe yes that there is possibility, and that there is yeah, like every <laughs> anything anything start saying it now <laughs> can can happen um, and it's possible if people don't have that idea of possibility I guess that's where you the paths don't seem viable they don't seem like places that they can go down I, I especially with young children I didn't think that I don't know how I didn't manage but maybe I was just in my own little world I didn't think that um I couldn't do something if that makes sense I and I didn't think that it was a thing that you couldn't do something because of whatever reason and I'm not again I'm not saying that that means that it's in that it's everything's possible regardless of your your background and regardless of what you're going through i think that there are lots of things that impede people but i i would like to believe that people should at least have that thought and have that impulse to to believe that it is possible to do so and to give people hope i suppose
0: That reminds me of like the childlike state that we have, you know, when we were younger and you just don't question what's not possible. You see everything as possible. Does that link to your um, desire to bring connection? Is it about connecting us to that childlike thought as well and that childlike openness?
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. That is the best place to be, isn't it, really? <laughs> to feel like you can try at least and that you can fail as well. I think we also were so hard on ourselves because we believe like, oh, if I'm going to pursue this thing, it has to make me money and I can't be bad at it because apparently there's there's this bad and there's this good at it and you have to be good at it and everyone has to admire you for it and it has to bring you great fame and great success. And the child doesn't think about that. The child doesn't think about how many... Uh, How many people are going to see it's drawing, you know? Uh, I think it's about, yeah, the willingness to kind of, yeah, be curious and be open without necessarily the heavy pressure of thinking that it has to yield rewards that we've all invented anyway. At the heart of everything is just this, yeah, this urge to play and to express yourself. What does play look like for you? You form patterns in life, right? You form habits, and which is fine, but sometimes they are very unhelpful, especially when it comes to creating things. And so I think play is knowing the path you would normally take or the thing you would normally do and then be like, you know what, actually, what if we threw some pepper in there and now I've gone to cooking. But you know what I'm trying to say. It's like this kind of curiosity without boundaries and knowing it will all be all right. And knowing how that enriches you as a person because you're kind of inviting new ideas and new energies into your life rather than kind of uh, recycling the same kind of process.
0: Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And it sounds like play is going against the patterns that we would naturally follow that may actually not be particularly supportive for us or or supporting our creative um Spirit, let's say you said that that you believe that everything and anything can happen, but then life can impede on us if have you gone through that yourself and then how did you how do you overcome that because you are on the creative path you are a, an artist by trade, so how did you stay connected to this?
2: That's a really good question actually um it was a it was a decision it was definitely an active decision that kind of I kind of went to myself that I'm going to do this or I'm going to pursue this or I'm going to try this and I'm going to live I can't remember what's uh, what I read but I'm going to live in in the world that I want for myself and I'm going to practice the things that I want to do I think that's what it is it's saying you know I'm not in the idea of I'm not where I want to be, and where I want to be, I guess is more in terms of like fully self-sustainable. I think it was definitely a decision. I couldn't see myself doing anything else, really. Yeah, I do. I honestly think it is that decision. And I, if I did it any half-heartedly, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't be where I am. And then I would blame it on the fact that it's, I guess, art. The art life isn't what it should be because I. But then I would have already set myself up to not
0: to 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 not pursue it does that make sense yeah where does that confidence come from that full 100% yes I am deciding that this is the path for me and staying on it where where does that what is that magic that's keeping you committed in that sense and believing in yourself where does it come from uh having supportive parents I suppose that
2: helps a lot it's hard enough battling I guess the obstacles in your own mind let alone the people that are closest to you saying that you should probably do something else which is not to say that I didn't have to show that I was fully committed to it in the first place but that's you know after a short amount of time but I I don't know because it wasn't it wasn't a thing of someone going you're gonna be a star you should keep doing this and it wasn't someone else's voice telling me like you're pretty good you should keep doing this and it can't be because as soon as that voice stops saying anything then if you define yourself on other people's opinion, then how do you then keep going? You have to keep searching for someone else to tell you that what you're doing is okay. So honestly, I don't know. I think it was the love of the craft. Like, I think that's what it was. Yeah, and there were so many, I guess if there are so many ways that you can see in forms wise, if you can say, okay, if I can't do this for whatever reason, for whatever amount of time, maybe I could do this and still have some impact or still kind of do what I love in another in another kind of form or practice yeah it's just holding on hope to that is that is where I need to where I'm meant to be and if it's meant to be it will work out and if not whatever that means I will continue to adapt
0: what did you learn from studying philosophy that has informed your art Firstly, it was that simple
2: thing that everyone learns in like first year philosophy that reality isn't what it seems. That was like the first. And I think that was at college even maybe. But then it was always an inkling thing in, in my life because, oh, my dad teaches Tai Chi. So we used to kind of go on these like holistic events and all that kind of stuff. So you already learn about like maybe like energy or there's other kind of things that are going on in the world that you can't see. And so what is the visible realm and what is the material realm in that sense, right? So you had that. <laughs> um, so which meant, OK, so if this isn't all what it is, then technically I could maybe do what I want to do because, you know, there there's all this other stuff at play, perhaps, you know, or I can invent my own world. If if what I'm seeing is not what you're seeing, then, you know, I could, you know, technically, you know, make my own way in this world and you wouldn't really even notice, perhaps. And then that was kind of the start. Um, I really loved the critical reasoning, I suppose, the, like, reflection and the kind of really digging into a problem and finding there is no answer and having to go around in circles. <laughs> 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 the constant scratching of the head and trying to figure out really massive issues and not not finding an answer. But I I loved it. Like, I, I fell in love with it. I wanted to go to drama school and then I realised uh, in college that I didn't want to be one thing. <laughs> and so... Uh, I was like okay I'm gonna do philosophy because I love it so much and it's kind of like you said it is kind of the it's my practice everything roots from that kind of investigative and like curious mind and constantly wanting to learn more about everything Um, and it definitely has provided the like foundation and root of where things sprout from. What has your art taught you about life? it's definitely taught me that there's this kind of like unnameable thing that connects everyone to each other um, and that transcends uh, language and culture or anything like that and that can connect people, Um, a form of communication. That's that's pretty much sacred, you know, Um, and that can heal people and help people
0: digging into your practice where you are now uh is there a philosophy or a wisdom that is really helping you at this point in time right now i'm really f- thinking about cosmology
2: specifically like i am i'm reading about um ibo cosmology which is cosmology is like the study of the kind of the order of the universe or the order of like different universes of metaphysics so i guess different dimensions or different layers of kind of our reality and death and all that kind of combines a lot of stuff i guess it depends where you're zooming in on but for me it was yeah specifically about ibo because ibo is a is a tribe in nigeria which my my dad's side of the family from so it it's i'm going back to find out more, which I didn't do at uni because it was very Eurocentric at my university. So I'm going back and thinking about that philosophy and that kind of how the universe um, was structured um, in Iber culture. And yeah, that's what I'm doing now, really (laughs) um,
0: learning about all of that. Can you remember if you were to look at your growth as a timeline, whether there were certain points along the timeline um, where Certain wisdom helped you help transform your way of seeing. So you mentioned um, learning about reality, like the material reality and the the immaterial reality. Yeah, were there other distinctive points in your growth that you can remember learning something that really opened your way of seeing?
2: Yeah, there was. I can't remember where I learned this, but I remember it. it I think it definitely was an important thing to me about about the present. And practicing what you want in the present, and having that then open up to a future, rather than kind of seeing time as this race to get to a point. Actually, practicing what you can and what you love right now, and having that kind of open up. And I remember this because I had a job interview a couple of years ago, um, which was for it was to be a mentor for young young uh, young girls and um, I was very excited <laughs> and I remember going to the interview and um, they asked me so where did you, do you see yourself in the next five years and I thought that was the worst question anyone could possibly ask someone like me with my brain kind of that goes off on one and I tried to explain this concept of <laughs> the present and they both looked at me like I was insane <laughs> um but yeah so I didn't get that
0: job um but I thought it would have been great <laughs> <laughs> what were you trying to communicate to them that maybe they didn't quite understand I was just trying to explain to them that I
2: have the things that I am doing now that I want to see growth from and that I cannot predict where this growth will go and there are things I'd love to achieve in some sense, but they aren't concrete goals I'd want to hold myself accountable to and then hold hinge my happiness on if doesn't occur, right? We tend to sometimes achieve goals that we set ourselves up for and then they don't give us as much happiness as we imagined they would. We're, we're even sadder. I have no idea where life is going and, you know, it might be something
0: wonderful on the horizon. Do you really believe for yourself that everything is possible? For myself? Because it's hard to, I imagine, you for, to answer that for, based on everybody. But I mean, we have our own philosophy and, you mm. know, I, I'm just curious if you do, if you do believe that if you, yeah, that I'm not really articulating this very well, but if you do believe <laughs> that anything is possible in your lifetime... Or in your your approach,
2: yeah. I mean, I can't. I wish I could remember how I wrote that song and who I wrote it for. Because I actually have a feeling I was writing it for myself and other people who felt downhearted about where they were at the time. I definitely think it was something like that. So I I think I was having a moment, and um, I think I wrote that song for myself and the friends and anyone else who's having a moment and kind of need to get that strength which isn't a continuous thing you know and it's not every day I wake up like I can do anything <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's bubbling it's there and I guess that's part of what gets you to keep getting up because it's like actually no I, I said I can I, I'm gonna try um so yeah I it every time I sing it it's it is it is that therapy it is that like oh yeah yeah I can can you can do this so I'd say I'd say I do but it obviously varies day to day but there is that constant kind of I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing continuing doing it if it if I ever let the other side kind of defeat me in that sense
0: well I can second that this is also the reaction that I have to this song (laughs) (laughs) and whether this makes it into a conversation or whether I cut this out I just you know like it really maybe one day I will share with you this video that I made I came back from um uh I went I heard you at the opia collective right the artistic um collective and I came back with a friend and we couldn't stop listening to that song. Like we've we just had it on repeat. And there was this one day that I just woke up and I just really wanted to feel more in flow and free and open. And I just I put your song on and I (laughs) I recorded (laughs) on my camera and I just set it down and I just did like I imp- I'm not a dancer but I just improvised a dance <gasps> that's amazing it just made me feel like I wanted to just move and free myself and I still have that as a song that if I'm feeling locked then I'm just like yep yeah, let it go you know just like everything and anything is possible oh i love that so much thank
2: you so much for sharing that that makes me feel so happy i'm so glad honestly that's amazing
0: that's amazing but what where do you go where do you go when you want to liberate yourself what's your what's your thing
2: oh what's my thing um definitely dancing around that is that is definitely they're definitely a vibe. Um, <laughs> um, what else do I do about my thing?
0: Um, meditation, for sure. Um, Specifically, what is it about meditation that you feel free from? I guess it's the after effect,
2: right? Because I I often get cloggy in my mind. I get really, like, in my head, Which means then I I start thinking about it's either like why aren't you doing something or why isn't this good enough or what's, I mean, what's going on, You're, you're not getting paid next week, what's going on, you're like, what is, all these things and it just kind of helps bring you back to yourself in that vein, you know, it really does. I used to like go on runs sometimes. But not like I'm not, I don't like running. So I'm just going to put that there. I don't really like it. But sometimes it's not really a run like I want to be fit. It's more of like a, like a, run. I'm doing this hand so like a wild sprint slash like just listening to loud music and just kind of pretending that you're like escaping. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you like,
0: have, a, like a Phoebe from Friends. Have you like seen, Phoebe Phoebe, oh, sorry, seen Phoebe dance Sorry, Phoebe Run. Then. <laughs> when she runs she just like her legs and arms go all over the place and actually Rachel the other character from friends finds her embarrassing to be with because she was just like what are you doing and Phoebe was like but I'm free you know <laughs> yes, yes
2: that sounds pretty much right that sounds right but no definitely meditation and dancing is is like go to, or like reading a book nice
0: so I guess the final question that I'd like to ask you is if you could live inside the mind of another artist for a day, who would it be and what would you specifically like to explore whilst you were there?
2: Ooh. Hmm. Oh, um, okay. This is one that just kind of came into my head right now. Um, I would go into the mind of Ben Okri, who's a writer. Specifically, uh, one of my favourite books called Astonishing the Gods. And I would like this is a very specific mind thing. I would like to go into his mind when he was writing the book, or like when he was thinking about writing the book, and how he came about writing writing it. Because it's not set in our world; it's set in this other place. Uh, how do I even describe this? It's it's really good. Oh wait, I, should I should I get the book and read the book? Yeah. Okay. I'll read the, what this says in the back. Uh, It is a modern fable about the relationship between love, suffering and creativity. Set on an enchanted island, astonishing the gods is shot through with the gentle magic of Ben Ocree's imaginative prose. So it's, it's set on this island, but it's a mystical island. I guess I'm going back to mystical kind of stuff again. But it's set on this place and he discovers the character, discovers all these, I would even say people. You don't know what, when you're imagining it, when you're reading it, he doesn't describe them necessarily as people or beings that, tell him about, teach him about things. And there's this ship that he's meant to get on to go somewhere, but we don't know what's going. We don't know how he got to the island. He, he gets challenged on this bridge that turns to fire and to ice. And, to, and it's kind of like all this kind of self-discovery. And I've got, I've got a quote here. There's like a, the, the character goes, I don't understand anything at all. He said to the wind, don't try to understand the voice his guide said to him. Understanding comes beyond trying. It comes from beyond. Beyond where? the voice stayed silent. So it's just a lot of stuff happening and I I love it. I think it'd be, I'd love to understand. Maybe I couldn't understand, maybe it'd be impossible, but it'd be nice to kind of feel what he felt while he was thinking about it or reading, writing it.
0: Why is that of value to you? Um,
2: Right now, I think mainly because I'm, those are the kind of thoughts that are going on in my head. And it is that uh, curiosity about describing feelings and ideas that language can't reach how do we express the things that you can't translate you know he manages to do that in this way and I guess that's I guess we're all kind of trying to
0: discover that in in in, in my work as well. <laughs> Chisara Gore thank you so much I'm so glad that we had this conversation. Oh you're welcome thank you for having me it's really nice to chat. Really, really nice to chat. I've honestly loved this, so thank you for your time. And yeah, it's like I—I I was just so interested to hear more about your philosophy, and yeah, I think your philosophy says a lot about who you are as a person and an artist. And we feel the effects, you know. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> Thanks, Louise. And thank you for listening. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Without further ado. I'd like to introduce the song that I clearly can't stop talking about. It's Trisara Agour's Anything.
1: We stare into clouds Breaking the waves that we were All oh, melody, a pure symphony That we used to dream about Maybe I'll find, maybe I'll find you Out there in the selflessness Maybe you'll cry, maybe I'll cry too Cause everything I was is left Everything I was is left
0: Thank you for listening all the way with us. That was Chaisara Agor's Anything. If you'd like to find out more and follow Chaisara Agor on social media, I'll be linking her pages in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by Slow Cook Productions. Thanks to Wild Camp for the awesome soundtrack and for Clever Armida for the poster artwork. Thank you again for listening, and I'm wishing you a wonderful week.